This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. For years, I mean, even up until this day, there's there's a stigma attached to uh, people like me, people who you know claim that we are this planet is being visited from by extraterrestrials uh there's a stigma like that we're crackpots it's really unfair uh and, you know there's going to be a day i don't know when it's going to be i mean it could be 100 years from now it could be could be next week it could be next month it could be 5 years from now at some point a lot of people are like me are going to be vindicated it's coming because I, you know, I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what anybody says. I know for a fact. I know for a fact that something is going on. I know there are extraterrestrials coming here. I know that for a fact. I've seen one of their craft up close in August of 1994. I saw something that's is beyond our technological. Uh, beyond anything technologically that we have, you know, there there are things that are happening that prove that extraterrestrials are coming here all the time. There are too, there's too many reports. There there are too many uh, th- there are too many witnesses to deny this at this point. There's just it's been going on way too long, and there's just some people like me who, who saw one of these things up close and realize. That yeah yeah that's that's what's been happening all along you know now I know our, there there are again I've said this before there are a, there is a faction in the government that ha, that has known this for a long time it's been kept top secret and I understand that 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 makes perfect sense but at the same time there are people out there like me who know for a fact and who really don't care uh, what the stigma is if you want to say that you know we're crackpots that's fine actually it's you. The people who don't believe, that seems strange to me. I mean, for one thing, all the, all these people that have been talking about this for all these years, uh, all of them aren't crazy. Now, some stories are definitely you know fabricated, but not all of them. A lot of these a lot of these stories you hear, you know, all, some of these abduction cases uh, over the years, you know, Betty and Barney Hill, you know, Travis Walton, the Pascagoula incident. Uh, in Mississippi, I mean, th- these things really happen. The Allagash Four, those things happen. You know, the Roswell, r- the, something crap. I mean, if you were to do the research, if you were to sit down and read all the reports, read all the transcript of testimony from witnesses, firsthand, secondhand, thirdhand witnesses regarding Roswell, if you were to actually sit down and read all the documentation rather than just watching some sh- uh, you know uh, a 15 minute blurb uh, on YouTube or or some documentary on on the history channel and but if you were to actually sit down you know get get the pro- get the right books find the right things and, and research this you you would understand it like if for instance if uh, someone in the press was inclined to uh, you know go out and purchase <clears throat> uh, two books by Richard Dolan UFOs and the National Security State, and then UFOs and the National Security State Volume 2, and read that. Read those two books. Uh, their eyes would be opened. 
because those two books basically, uh, uh, you know, illustrate all uh, how the government has dealt with with uh, UFO reports, the reports that have come through over the years, uh, how a lot of these things there's just no explanation for them. Uh, then you would know that there's something going. They, th those reporters would know that something's been going on, but still, you know, these things are covered up. With that in mind, a lot of times, you know, over the years, you know, there have been uh, things that have happened uh, with regard to uh, extraterrestrials visiting our planet, where the people trying to debunk it actually sound like the, the true crackpots with their explanations. And one of those cases is something that happened in 1964 in uh, Socorro, New Mexico, when there was a police officer who witnessed uh, a craft that had just landed and then and, and he saw the beings from inside uh, standing outside and then the thing took off in the sky and just floated away uh, and then it was interesting when you when you read about what the skeptics uh, of this incident had had to say it, they sounded like they're the crazy ones at the time that this uh, this incident happened, uh, you know, after this happened, this was one of the cases that there were some people uh, who were interested in UFOs. They were trying to get Congress to take an interest in, in looking at this. And uh, here's uh, Jim Mars uh, in his book, the late Jim Mars in his book, Alien Agenda. And in, uh, in one section, he, he, he writes about the Socorro incidents. And he writes, one UFO incident that took place during the time that uh, – Kehoe, he's talking about uh, Donald Kehoe. Donald Kehoe was a an American Marine Corps naval aviator who, uh, uh, you know, from the nineteen from the early nineteen fifties into the seventies, uh, tried everything he, he could to end UFO secrecy with regard to the government. He wanted the the lid to come off, but you know, he tried his best, and you know, but he but he wasn't he wasn't able to. But anyway. Uh, Mars writes, at one UFO incident that took place during the time that Kehoe and others were trying to interest Congress in the subject concerned a police officer and a landed UFO. J. Allen Hynek, and J. Allen Hynek, by the way, uh, he was uh, he was somebody who actually worked for the government to basically debunk UFO. He was a, an astronomer who worked with the government uh, with this Project Blue Book and uh, uh, from the... Uh, Basically, actually, two different projects: Project Sign and then Project Blue Book, which were two uh, 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 efforts to, uh, you know, catalog, you know, investigate UFO sightings and basically, you know, debunk them. But years later, uh, you know, Hynek concluded that no, he after all his research throughout the years, after years of debunk trying to debunk these things, he came to the conclusion that there were actually extraterrestrials uh visiting the planet. He actually came changed his 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 mind on that. It's just so that's uh, who who these guys were. So you have Kehoe and then you have Jay Anik J. Allen Hynek called the Socorro case, according to Mars here, one of the classics of UFO literature. Okay. About 5.45 p.m. on April 24, 1964, patrolman Lonnie Zamora, a five-year veteran of the Socorro, New Mexico Police Department, was chasing a speeding black Chevrolet north on US-85 when he heard a roaring sound that changed from high frequency to low frequency and then stopped. He then saw a flame in the southwest sky and became concerned that a dynamite shack in that area belonging to, to the Socorro mayor might have, ex might have exploded. 
Abandoning his chase, Zamora turned off the highway and drove over rough gravel road toward the flame, which he described as blue and orange, pointing downward and narrower at the top. After being slowed, attempting to drive up a steep incline, Zamora reached the top and noticed a shiny object between 150 and 200 yards south of his position. He thought at first glance it was a car turned upside down. Then he saw it was an egg-shaped object that appeared to be made of aluminum or some shiny white metal. He saw two figures in white coverall standing beside the object. They appeared normal in shape but diminutive, either small adults or large kids. One of them turned to look at his patrol car and appeared startled, jumping slightly. Zamora lost sight of the pair and the craft as he maneuvered his car around some low hills toward the site. When he reached the object, it began ascending into the sky with a roar, not like a jet. He noticed a two-and-a-half-foot insignia on the side, which looked like a stick arrow pointing up over a horizontal straight line enclosed in a semicircle. Much later, UFO author Jacques Vallée, who reportedly was portrayed as the French scientist Lacombe in Steven Spielberg's film Close Encounters of the Third Kind, would identify this insignia as the Arabic Arabic astrological sign for Venus. Fearful of the noise and the flames now issuing from the craft, Zamora sought protection behind his car, but stumbled and lost his prescription glasses. The object, after rising straight up, moved off horizontally, traveling very fast. Zamora said the craft left behind smoldering plants that were oddly cold to the touch. Very soon, Sergeant M.S. Chavez of the New Mexico State Police joined Zamora, and they both examined indentations in the earth where Zamora said the UFO had rested. These marks were still there some time later when Hynek arrived to investigate it. I visited the site several days later, and ver- this is what Hynek said. I visited the site several days later and verified the landing marks and the charred plants. Chavez had, he told me in a long interview, verified the marks and the burned greasewood plants, which had still been smoldering at the time he first met Zamora at the site. Although Hynek was unable to interest the Air Force in making an in-depth investigation of the Socorro incident, he personally continued to look into the affair for nearly a year. My original investigations directed toward breaking apart Zamora's account by seeking mutual contradictions in it and also by seeking to establish Zamora as an unreliable unreliable witness were fruitless, wrote Hynek. I was impressed by the high regard in which Zamora was held by his colleagues, and I personally am willing today to accept his testimony as genuine, particularly since it does not fit a global pattern. Impressive as the Zamora story was, mindset once again came into play. Dr. Donald Menzel, the longtime UFO debunker, speculated that Zamora's speeding motorist was a decoy who lured the officer to the remote site, then used a walkie-talkie to signal hoaxers who released a balloon with a phony flying saucer attached to it. Now, there you go. That's insane. What an, what an insane explanation. Okay, so this guy, Dr. Donald Menzel... Uh, he, he this guy was a you know he was an you know astronomer uh big time debunker of ufos throughout his whole life uh trying to say that for some reason that, that, that it, was, it was all a trick they're trying to play on 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 this police officer that's re- absolutely ridiculous that's more ridiculous than the notion of uh alien beings landing and and that's what zamora witnessed that's that's more ridiculous than that Anyway, here's uh, uh, Mars continues. This grasping for straws theories was put to rest by Hynek, who noted that a brisk wind was from the south that day and the UFO flew west. 
So there you go. That that, that ended that stupid theory. Uh, and then another debunker, Philip Class, discounts Zamora's accounting of the landing because the marks at Socorro don't correspond to the symmetrical landing legs of NASA spacecraft. Well, okay. Well, um, I guess uh, NASA? What are you talking about? NASA spacecraft. What are you talking about, NASA spacecraft? You know, again, that sounds more ridiculous. Why? What would? The, what would? Why would NASA be if they had any? If they were testing something like that, why would it be in the middle of Socorro, New Mexico, testing it? What, what, that doesn't make any sense. It wasn't. It wasn't NASA. It was they, they, these things were obviously extraterrestrials. These were beings from someplace that we don't know, some planet that we don't know. That's what. That's what they were. Samora saw something that was. Beyond from out of this world, that's what he saw. Okay. Continuing with the the book, both class and more recently, another. This is another. Uh, uh, Mars is talking about a another debunker here, Curtis Peebles. Take per, so both class and more recently, Curtis Peebles take particular note that the landing site was on property owned by the Socorro mayor, mayor, who later discussed a tourist attraction. Basically, they were trying to imply here that. Uh, that the, it was a hoax and the, and the mayor was just, it was just, the whole thing was a hoax and to, to bring in tourist dollars. But continuing here, neither Peebles nor Class took note that two days after the Socorro sighting, the Orlando Galigo family of La Madera, New Mexico, all of whom declared they had never, they had heard nothing of the Socorro incident, reported seeing a UFO land that was identical to the one described by Zamora. Police officers found charred vegetation around the La Madera landing site, as well as four depressions in the ground, just as at Socorro. While the hard-nosed debunkers remained, unpers remained unpersuaded, Hynek was slowly changing his mind about the validity of UFOs. So there you go. So that, that's, that's an instance where the debunkers sound like the crackpots. I mean, to come up with these kind of, you know, they, they, they try everything in their power. There are some people out there. Now, whether these debunkers like the late Philip Class, this guy, he, he was an aviation writer. I mean, he basically spent his life, you know, the later years of his life just trying to debunk these UFO sightings. And that's that's all he did. You would see him. I used to see him on CNN and, you know, people like that. Uh they just spent their life trying to debunk all these things, like the, given the most wildest reasons for what people saw. And just and it makes the people who saw them, you know, in a way, it does make them look silly. You know, oh, that's what it was. The cop was just getting, you know, tricked by somebody. They, they set a balloon off that looked like a flying saucer. You know, that was what Menzel was trying to say. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely insane. Yeah, so here's the thing. You know, I... I People who want to, uh, you know, say that, you know, people who believe in this, you know, it's not, actually it's more than belief. I know. I know for a fact. If you don't believe and you think I'm crazy, well, guess what? You're, you're the one who's crazy because it's happening. It's happening. You need to wake up to this. It's real. This is real. They're, 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 it's been going on for a long time. You know, we've talked about this before. Why they're coming here, we don't know. How many how many species are coming here, we don't know. Uh, but what we do know is that there's something coming here. Something's coming here from outer space. And uh, at some point, this will be known to the general public as fact for all. All, all will know this as fact. And the people who are looked at today as crackpots, uh, 
in the future they're going to be looked they're going to be looked upon as the smart people uh, of this era right while, while the while the other people the debunkers and and the scoffers and the and these the news media that that mock this kind of uh, these reports they're going to look foolish they're going to look like the people who uh uh believed that the world was flat way back in the day that's what it's going to look like so if you're one of these people that have that like me who know for a fact that that we're being visited by extraterrestrials and that you've seen either uh, spacecraft up close and you know for a fact that something's going on or you've seen maybe you've maybe you're some of you who've uh, seen an extraterrestrial uh, and maybe there's uh, some of you who just believe who've read the who've done the research haven't seen anything but done the research and oh yeah something's going on right and you know and and then some debunker comes up to you and, and tries to paint you as a crackpot you know you know, say say you say you see a UFO and uh, you know you're out uh, uh, on a fishing trip and you see some UFO f- flying right right above your head and just hovering there and then moving off and and making maneuvers unlike anything you've ever seen before, and you 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 tell somebody about this and they say and they tell you something like you know some uh, eggheaded know-it-all you know says you know uh, actually no uh, what you saw was most likely. Uh, uh, a reflection from the moon uh, shining through swamp gas, creating some holographic illusion, and you've mistaken this for uh, <laughs> for uh, uh, beings from outer space. <laughs> like next time you're approached with like something like that, um, you know they're the crackpots. Actually, hey buddy, you sound like a nut. You're a, you're the nut. You're the crackpot. Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> that's probably the response you get. They don't know. They won't know what to say. I mean, they could live in their little bubbles and 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 not face the reality of this and not do the research themselves. But it's there for the taking. It's out there. I said. I think if a good starting spot for anybody who wants to get into this would be those uh, books by Richard Dolan. That basically, you know, gives you the whole history of uh, UFOs and and the government uh, and how they've handled it. Anyway, that's all I have to say for today today on this subject. Uh, Thank you very much for listening.